You're listening to God's gift through His Word with Tanika Drake. Yeah, that's right. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. You know, today is the 411 FYI series. And, of course, I've been wondering what am I going to talk about, what series am I going to bring up. So, right now, we are going to be jumping back into domestic violence. We're just going to be hitting that today. But on today, for Saturday, we're going to be looking at emotional planning, emotional safety planning. Most of the time, we hear about everyone that needs to also prepare for physical safety planning, which is removing yourself from any kind of toxic and physically harmful situations, um, along with verbal abuse. But sometimes we forget that we need to also plan for our, our emotional well-being. And keeping our emotions in check is a big part of having our mindsets together, making sure that we're not going off on people if we've been one of those survivors who have come out of domestic violence, it's so easy to take out um, your hurt, your pain on those who are not in your situation or had nothing to do with that situation that you're going through. So you got to be careful, very, very careful not to be casting your hurts and pains on others. Um, expressing how you feel is one way, but we just have to be mindful of that. So before I get started... We're just going to go briefly into prayer, and then we'll jump right into this. Dear Gracious Holy Father, Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, that you've given me, not only to bring your word, but to bring information, Lord God. And my prayer today is that it would help someone touch somebody, encourage someone, uplift them to know that, Lord God, you are in charge of everything, no matter how bleak it looks, no matter how desperate the situation, Lord God, when we put our trust in you, we know that you are able to bring us out of whatever it is, Lord God. And there is always life when we look to you, Lord God, for everything. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who came and died for the sins of the world, for those who would believe in him, Lord God, and on him. So Lord, as I embark upon this journey once again, Lord God, I thank you for allowing me to be the vessel to share information, to help, and also bring some type of sharing of scripture, Lord God, so someone can go back and read for themselves, search the word, get the word into their heart, into their spirit, into their mind. Lord God, let anything that I am sharing, Lord God, ultimately be a blessing to someone and point right back to you, Lord God, because in all that I do and everything that I say, Lord God, everything needs to point back to you for all that we go through. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray and I say amen. Okay. So you guys know I have not been doing the 411 FYI series for a while after coming off a of cuffing season. I got to tell you guys, I think I was exhausted, like running that whole entire season. It just, it was very exhausting, you know, to hit those Saturdays and think, man, how long does this thing go on? And to mention that emotionally, that was exhausting. So I think I really, my mind just had to take a minute because I could do Monday through Friday, but on Saturday, I was like, man, I, I am, I don't know. I'm exhausted with the topic. <laughs> So anyway, today's, uh, 
today's series and today's topic, especially we're talking about emotional safety, it's going to be sponsored by the book, The Gift of God, The Gift of Fighting God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My, My Shine by yours truly. And then, of course, it's going to be sponsored by Laugh Inc., where loving, that's what it's called, Laugh Inc., Laugh Inc. podcast and Laugh Inc. organization where they are crafting purpose, healing families, and creating new paths. So definitely, if you want to go over to the Laugh Inc. podcast um, and take a listen to some prior episodes, definitely check that out. And also, you can go to the website for Laugh Inc. at www.lovingarmsforfamilies.org. So definitely check that out. And uh, there's a lot of good resources out there for those who have children with disabilities, for those who have... Um, who are veterans, and also for those who are going through domestic violence. Um, So definitely look out for those different resources, and I will be doing my best to update that website as I get new people that want to actually put things on the website. So I try to make sure um, that it's updated and has some good stuff for you guys. So let's just jump right into this. You know, I've been watching... And I don't know if any of you keep up with some of this stuff, but I was watching um, on, I guess, YouTube and some other things about some pastors going through some different challenges and some women going through some different challenges as well. And, you know, when it comes to domestic violence, uh, some of you guys know a little bit of my story. Some some of you have read the book and some of you are still trying to figure like, huh? So what I want to say is on Laugh Inc., I'll probably be discussing about um, battered women's syndrome. Uh, that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> the more you research about what happens to you, the more you research about what you're going through, the more you research things start to be apparent to you. So it is always imperative and important that not only you search the word for yourself because you want to know what the Lord is saying directly to you, you also want to know about the word for your own personal growth and spiritual development in the Lord and having that relationship, that we want to build that relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can't have a relationship with the Lord if you don't know him. So as many people say, oh, it's a religion and this and that, it's more than religion and religious talk. If you have a relationship, you are able to understand and get so acquainted that you know within yourself, like they say back in the day, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know Jesus Christ for yourself and that someone doesn't have to tell you and regurgitate spiritual things to you, such as scriptures. And then you just, you just save that in your memoir, in your memories and you just regurgitate it back. You know, it's more than just memorizing scriptures. You have that inside of your heart and your mind and your spirit that you know that there are things that you know that are wrong. You know, you don't have to have somebody else tell you. You know within yourself what is wrong. The Holy Spirit convicts all of us that are believers and those who are not, they have to take their time to figure out when they're going to come and start following Jesus Christ and start listening to what he is saying. So women have intuition and women's intuition and it could be a many of different things. But when, when the spirit quickens in you and says something is awry and something is wrong, you need 
to really be obedient, to stop and listen. Sometimes we get ourselves in so much trouble and get ensnared in all kinds of foolishness because we don't listen to that inner man talking to us. We don't listen to that voice that says, hey, this is very serious. This is very wrong. Don't keep pursuing this. Don't keep going after this person. Don't go down this path. But in our stubborn minds and in our own mindsets, we we figure that we can handle whatever that is, even if we have been warned. So sometimes we get warnings. And if the Lord doesn't send all different kinds of warnings, he always is sending people and he's sending things and he's sending you the word. And there's always something, some way that he's reaching out to let you know, hey, this is not the way you should go. And I like to say that because God is not trying to send everyone to hell. Okay, we go and people go to hell based on the decisions and the choices they choose to make. We forget that we also have free will where there's not a dictatorship. God wants you to come to him. God wants you to do it, but he doesn't want to force you to follow him. So when people are saying, I don't follow the religion, you have a choice. You have a choice not to follow Jesus Christ, you make that choice. You have a choice to follow Jesus Christ, you make that choice. Whatever whatever decision you make, that is your choice. And God did not say, oh, well, I forced them not to believe in me. He doesn't do that. So we have the choice. And also at the same time, while we choose, Jesus chose us first. Um, So let's not forget that God already knows who he has marked for himself. Jesus already knows. And when God gave his son, he had already done that. He had already knew he was going to do that. Jesus already knew he was going to have to pay that price. And he did it. He did it by choice. He didn't have to do it. He chose to do it because he loved us. So now. After I've gotten all of that out, let's jump into something called emotional safety planning. And I didn't think this this was imperative and important at the time when I was leaving my situation. But for our emotions, for our mental faculties, there's a lot that we have to consider. When you're in a domestically violent situation, and we talk all the all the time, all the more about uh, physical violence, which is very, very imperative to note that if that's happening and hands is being laid on you, of course, you need to figure out a way to get yourself out of that situation because it can get a lot worse and even cause you to lose your life. So definitely making sure that if you are in if something physically violent, shoving, slapping, kicking, biting, whatever, um, shoulder shrugging, where someone takes their shoulder and just keeps binging you in your thing, headbutting, whatever the physical abuse, whatever it is, I don't care. If someone takes their hands from their body and apply it to you, that is physical abuse. And when you're in something like that, that abuse can be sheltered from both each other. And you have to be very, very careful. And I thank God um, for all the times that he was there uh, because There are times when you get into the physical altercations and if the authorities are called, you must be mindful when you're in these situations too. Because if you have children, you can be removed from the home, you can go to jail, all these other things that we we don't at the time when, when everything is cloudy and hazy. And you're trying to say that you love this person, you stay with this person, all these different things. You forget the law doesn't care about 
really what is going on with between you two at that time. Their their job is to enforce the law, not to um, not to break it apart, not to sit down and figure out who's right, who's wrong. That's not their job. They are to enforce the law. So when you see sometimes officers come and they don't really want to hear either side just for a moment. And even if they do, they don't really have the authority to do anything else but either remove someone, get someone arrested, or, you know, they are limited to their scope. They can't really do much. That was go to the courts and all the other stuff for the legal system. But I just wanted to share that because we think that when officers come, that sometimes they're not on your side. Well, most of the time, I'm going to look from it from a from plainly just from law and just looking as a stranger coming in. How do I stop whatever altercation is happening? What's the quickest way to do it? How do I dissolve this so no more calls are coming and we can diffuse the situation right now? And if I have to, um, as I were objectively looking, if I have to remove a person, that will obviously stop and deter what's going on. Now, when I say that, we have to remember Restraining orders that you do, you go out and do the paperwork, you do everything, but I want to be mindful that I want to let you know restraining orders are just a piece of paper. You really have to do your part after you have set that thing in motion to go and make sure you physically remove yourself and put yourself somewhere safe because that restraining order can only do so much. And sometimes the restraining orders, they don't always work. I'm just going to put that out there for you. They don't always work. So do what you have to do. Go out and, and seek to get the assistance to go and do what you have to do with the restraining order and all the stuff you go through the court system. Do that. But be mindful that while you're doing that aspect with the legal side and the court, you make sure that you're taking care of your physical being and that you have a space where you can go where you won't be harmed if you are in something physically abusive. And verbally and emotionally, we'll get to that right now with the emotional safety planning. So the emotional safety planning, you need to seek out supportive groups, supportive people, um, friends that might know your situation, even with your employers. And I say it's very imperative that you let an employer know. Sometimes we keep this as a secret and keeping it as a secret can be harmful to you, your coworkers, um, people that you go to church with. It can be very harmful if people are not aware of what's going on. That needs to be um, in your mindset that you are trying to protect yourself as you're trying to protect other people. Because as you may have seen in some of these different news and different stories that have been um, coming out for from for some years and even recently, that even when someone is in the situation, that person is coming for um, that person that is a perpetrator is coming for the survivor of the domestic violence or the person who's going through. They're coming for that person to harm them. And anyone who gets in their way might as well watch out because they will be in the passing and they will be harmed as well, especially if someone is extremely irate, extremely angry, and they don't care who they hurt. They want to get that person and they might want to get some people in the midst of their mess. So I want to encourage you very, very strongly and remind you information is important. Knowledge is powerful 
And we need to always remember to have knowledge about what we're going through. And being secret and being silent when it comes to domestic violence is no good. There's a lot of things that I um, that I look back on in my situation that I would have rather have done differently, and I didn't. So I'm going to take my experience and all the mistakes and mishaps that I did from my situation and try to do, do the best I can to help someone else not have to do and repeat the same thing. When you're going through this, you want to make sure that you have your plan for physical safety, but emotionally, as I'm speaking about this emotional safety plan, I'll be flopping back and forth, but for the emotional safety plan, you need to create yourself some goals, um, whether they're small or large, but something that's achievable for you. And they're like goals for yourself for emotionally, like you seek out local resources, support groups, counselors, things like that. People who will stand with you while you're going through. And even after you have come out, say you did everything, said Tanika, I did it. I got out. Wonderful. Excuse me. Now what you need to do is you need to get yourself an emotional support base. You need to get into some groups where you can vent out some of this frustration. You need to speak a counselor so you can get the stuff out of you emotionally so that you don't end up turning yourself bitter. You don't end up getting so angry and consumed by what has happened to you that you are filled with hate and rage and revenge. Because remember, I think I spoke about this. Yeah, I spoke about this yesterday about revenge. Retaliation is going to lead to something even worse. And you don't want to retaliate even in those situations where you have been the one that has been harmed so much. It is for you to take yourself and remove yourself. Retaliation and revenge does nothing but bring on more issues and problems that you don't need and you don't want. So take it from experience from me that you don't want that. You don't want troubles. You don't want harms. You just want to take care of yourself emotionally. So having emotional support is important and you need to create a space that brings you peace and safety. For our mindsets and emotions, you don't understand how very much it is important to have a space of your own where you feel safe, where you feel you can relax, where you feel you can just go to your personal space and just relax. Whether you have your own place, say you have your own apartment, your own house, your own condo, wherever you live, that should be your place, your place of sanctity your place where you and your children go or just even you if it's just you alone a place where you can just lay back and like oh I can breathe I can relax there's peace there's calm I can do what I need to do without being stressed out worried and chaos and all this kind of stuff your mind needs time to rejuvenate it needs time to think it needs time to relax and be free meditate on the things in the words of god meditate on music just needs to have peace and if you don't have peace you know what happens chaos reigns your mindset is, gets messed up your emotions all they're all over the place excuse me your emotions are up and down and you need to have emotions that are balanced now every now and then We can have, you know, these little emotional mishaps where you might feel down and stuff like that. You know, naturally, we have those days. That's, you know, a natural reoccurrence in just being a person. So those emotions are all right because those, they just fluctuate. 
But on the basis, if you've been in a domestically violent situation or anything that's abusive or toxic situation, you need to make sure your emotions are up and down and up and down and up and down all the time because your body doesn't need to re- be reminded of staying in the three primal phases of fight, flight, or freeze. You don't, your primal instincts, your basic needs do not need to be triggered every single time something happens. You don't need to be in that state of hypervigilance and always thinking and always wondering who's looking for you, what's going You, Your body needs some time to just, just walk around and just be like, oh, okay, I can just relax. I can let my shoulders down. I cannot be looking around, looking behind my back. You can just relax. And sometimes we don't get that. We don't get that calm. We don't get that peace. And this is a scripture that I love. And I, I, I was reading it during the time I was going through. And I still like it because eventually one day I want to create some housing for um, some of those who have been through. But I remember Isaiah 32, 18. This is what it says. And this is coming out of NIV. So please go back and, and check this scripture for yourself. And it says, my people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. What a calming scripture to have in your mind that even in the word, it wants you to live in a peaceful dwelling place. It doesn't say anywhere in that scripture that you shall live in chaos. You should live in fear. You should live in anger. You should live in abuse. Uh-uh. It says my people will live in peaceful dwelling places, peaceful and insecure homes and undisturbed places of rest. 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 Do you understand that peace, calm, that, that is, man, you can't put a price tag on privacy and you cannot put a price tag on peace of mind. Okay. So for those of you that think, well, I just have to keep dealing with this because he's my husband or she's my wife and we've got kids together and, you know, I know it's chaotic. I know it's, it's hard for me, but you know, I just got to be a toughen it up and, and, and push through. No, absolutely. You don't. And you don't even, you don't even have to take that and do that. And I know there's a lot of us that say, well, you know, the word does not profess for us to divorce and get remarried. Okay. I'll be digging into that again soon with the remarriage. But for those of you in the faith that don't want to get divorced, separate, separate, take yourself, Take your children, your pets, whatever it is. Take yourself, remove yourself, and go put yourself in another physical location. You can get legally separated if you don't want to do the divorce. Legally separated, separated geographically. You just remove yourself from the situation because it's not conducive to your mindset. You can't really think because you're so busy trying to take care of your natural body, your mindset, and everything. And it's hard to do. Let me tell you, it is hard to get your mind focused. It is hard to do things because even if you go to work, you might have to step away from your desk and you might have to step away from clients or what have you just to go take a breather into the restroom or outside or somewhere just to figure out 
What's going to happen with you? You're crying, you're breathing, you're sighing, you're frustrated, you're angry, you, you're confused, you don't know what to do left or right, up and down. Everything's all over the place. So having emo an emotional safety plan, it's good for you. It's good to meditate on the word. It's good to have a prayer life, to talk to the Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, about things that are going on in your life. Whatever is troubling you, let him know. Let your petitions be made known to him in all that you do. Take, your, take everything that you do and give it to the Lord. And at the same time, God has given people in our planet, in our world, in our communities, he has given certain people giftings and talents that have abilities in what they do and how they can help you. There are organizations and things in our communities that help us. And without those communities and without those services and without those organizations, some of us would truly still be hurting. I remember going, and I might jump back into another one because it's always a good refresher. But I remember when I first, first got out of the situation and I only bring this as experiential for you guys so that you guys can know um, how sometimes we can be. And this is just for me, so this isn't based on anything else. I remember when I was coming out of the situation, I was so angry. I was so angry. I was so, at the time, I was extremely bitter. And I'm not going to lie about that. I was extremely bitter because I was feeling in myself, here go my emotions, I was feeling it was unfair. I was feeling it was unfair to have lost this, I lost that, and I worked so hard to do this and that and this and that. And I was like, Lord, this is this is wrong, like dead wrong. Because everything that I saw that was happening, I was just like, the person is a perpetrator. And it feels like I'm being punished. And sometimes we feel that way, but we don't see the bigger picture. Sometimes things happen in order for the Lord to br bring something else Bring something else out of you. And so as you go through something, don't think that when things are happening for you and not happening for the other person, that it means it's bad. These are different things that you have to go through. And I used to ask myself, why in the world do I stay for so long and not do anything about this? This is driving me insane. And I knew, and sometimes we know, we just want to ignore it. I knew that at the time saying, I didn't want to leave because guess what? We have this other fear in the back. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. I don't know if I'll find another person. I don't know if anyone's going to want me with all of my issues and conditions and children. And all that. We think about so many things about who's going to want me with this baggage of stuff I carry. Because we want to be logical about certain aspects of our life. Like Logically, if it was me and I was single, um, a person coming to me with all that stuff, uh, I could stand to just not deal with that person and go over here and deal with someone who has less uh, baggage. 
But the truth be told, we all have some kind of baggage, whether emotional, physical, spiritual. We all come with some kind of hurts, some kind of things. But if a person truly loves you and they truly care about you, they will care about what is important to you. And if you have children, the children will be very important to them because they want all of what you have that comes with you. And as they understand who you are in the Lord, and if they understand what type of person you are, then they have no problems dealing with what you bring. And sometimes we try to psych ourselves out of thinking that nobody else in this world will want you because you only had that one person and that's it. It's very, very bad thinking. It's very, very bad thinking. And I remember I was thinking like that for a long time, a long time. And I was just like, you know what? Now that I've come out of that situation, it's been some, a few years now. It's just like you look back on those thoughts and like, man, that was truly stinking thinking. That's terrible. That is horrible. So we need to remember creating a space that brings you peace and safety is super duper important. You need to remember that your emotions are just as important as protecting your physical body. They're just as important. So don't think for one second if you're just going through the verbal abuse and mental abuse of someone um, berating you or someone calling you names and repeating negative things to you that nobody's going to want you. You're stupid. You're dumb. It's just ridiculous. I don't even know why I depend on you. You can't even do a simple tasks. Like all those negative, nasty um, words and phrases and things that are repeated on a daily basis, they're very hurtful. They're very harmful. So when you come out of that situation or if you're still in it, you do your best to protect your emotional safety. Your emotions are very important and they need to have and be on even keel. So when you realize that you might be feeling a kind of way, there is, there is something you need to do. Vent it out. Talk about it, get it out of your system, get it out, out of you. You get that thing out of you so that you don't have to have it inside and it just build and hurt you and build and hurt your body. Because remember, when you keep that stuff inside of you and you say nothing, your body can turn on you and try to remove the stress in all kinds of ways. Remember, bad stress is extremely harmful to you because it can turn into heart attacks. It can turn into Bell's palsy. It can turn into strokes. It can turn into disease and stuff inside of you. So please remember to be kind to your mind. <laughs> hey, rhyme, you guys. Be kind to your mind. I like it. Be kind to your mind. Remember that. So be kind to your mind. And remember, emotional safety is extremely important. So I wanted to bring this out because, of course, I'm working on a series and we're going to be talking about um, also self-care, which is also extremely important. So I'll be sharing that on here as well as the Laughing Podcast. We have to remember that self-care, what that means, it's not about um, thinking about you're all high and mighty. Self-care is not about focusing on how good you are to uplift yourself and say, I'm this, I could do it, I could take care of myself. No, self-care is really just what it says. Yourself and the care that you need to give to yourself to help your mind. So in the emotional safety, don't forget to practice self-care. 
and I talk about self-care because it's important. Whether you write, whether you do poetry, whether you sing, whether you paint, whether you uh, create poetry, uh, what is it, do spoken word, do journaling, um, writing books, whatever, what, however you express yourself express yourself through those art forms, through those mediums. If you're a podcaster, there's another way to express yourself. Just get out whatever that toxic uh, emotions and things in your mind and get out of that space. So I want to encourage you guys on today for this particular series this morning and Saturday morning that you're important. You're important to the kingdom. You're important to the Lord and you are valuable you are cared for. And if nobody told you today that you're not important, let me tell you, you are important. You have something that somebody else needs. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you're on this podcast, let me tell you something. You are important. There is something that you have that God needs for you to do. He has an assignment for each and every one of us to do, and you have a purpose. So are you walking in your purpose today? Do you know what your purpose is? Do you need to discover that purpose? I think for you, if you're going through something, there is someone else that can be can be benefiting from what you know, your experiences, the things that you've gone through. See, when you help someone else, when you help somebody else out of their situation or you talk to them about their situation, don't you know that also will help you? Because you'll feel good about helping them. You'll encourage them and they'll be encouraged by you. That right there is something that is a beautiful reciprocal reciprocal interaction between two people. You're helping them. They're helping you. You're listening to them as they're sharing to you and you're giving advice and suggestions if you can do that. So I just want to encourage every one of you that come over here. If you're going through a hard week, because <laughs> we all have them, right? If you're going through a hard week, remember, you have a hard week, but there is somebody that needs to hear about it. You're like, why would they want to hear about how hard it is for me? Because it can help them. Perhaps they have a hard week, but they haven't been able to talk to anybody. They just go along doing their own thing. Come on. All of us can benefit by sharing our stories if we're able to do it. If not, I love to be the one to try to share my story, to encourage others to share their story when in at, at the time that they are available to do it and they are able to stand up and say, you know what? Look, this is what I was going through. And I'm sharing to help someone else. I know why I share because I share because I want to help somebody else not have to deal with what I had to deal with. That is my goal. And if I can help someone learn about some things and remember to go a different route. And if you see some signs of a person that you're with, male or female, you need to be present in understanding and having that knowledge that when you see these signs, you need to Quickly walk away from that person and not deal with them. There are signs that sometimes we don't see because we don't know. And when you don't know, you can't do better. But when you know better, you do better. Right? Yes, Danica, that's right. <laughs> you guys didn't answer me like that. But I'm just saying, when you don't have the knowledge and you don't have the information, how in the world can you know what you're in? 
How can you really like listen to someone if, if you have no clue? You understand? It makes absolutely no sense to try and tell someone that they're in an abusive situation if they don't really know that they are. And I remember I had that same question, like, am I, am I not? I'm confused. Like, what's going on? And that's what domestic violence, a part of it can do, keep you in a state of influx of confusion. And you know, when there's confusion, you know who's around the enemy because the Lord is not about confusion. You cannot be confused about what the Lord wants. The Lord is very, very direct and he has things laid out and decent and in order. There's no confusion. Not when it comes to the Lord. So <clears throat> when you're in a confused state, you know who's around. So get ourselves clear, get clarity, get clarification, be clear, be crystal clear on what's going on. So if you don't know, we have something called the internet. It's a wonderful tool to be used for good things, as well as, of course, it can be used for bad, but let's focus on using it for good. There are good things you can learn. And for me, I recently found this uh, website that I want to share with you guys, and it's pretty good for anyone who might need to look up some statutes or or some penal codes or anything like that for every single state, whether you're in Alabama, New York, Rhode Island, Maine, you know, all these different all these different statutes and codes are on this website, which is really cool. And it's uh, HTTPS www.laws.com. Check out that website and it usually would tell you, like, I'll just give you an example. This is for information to help you. If you go there, it will tell you section dash whatever code. Then, okay, we'll pick a, because I was looking it up today, section 63322.5. And it might re- refer you to a <clears throat> different section. Oh, frogs, frogs. Hold on one second, guys. Okay, and it might refer you to a different section if there's something going on. So I was looking up today um, the Domestic Violence Prevention Act and Family Code Section 240. And I went down to uh, number four, uh, Section 4. So. I think it's very important for you guys to um, look some of this stuff up because sometimes we don't uh, we don't know what we don't know. And when you don't know some of the legal stuff that they talk to when they say I'm referring you to Section 6322.5 um, and then over in 4926 section whatever. And then you go to Section 4977, which some of this stuff is like connected. But when you read it, you can see why some things that you do in court don't will not go through because they're not going based on because they hate you. They're going based on what the law says and the statutes say for that particular state. And you know that every state has its own laws, statutes, and codes. So when you go and you read like, oh, okay, this is why the court can't do X because in this statute, in this section, they can't do such if this isn't done. And if this isn't done in prior section over here and this penal code, blah, 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 then they can't do this. And I was reading for myself. I was like, oh, well, that's why they couldn't enforce something because something had to go some to another entity first. Like if you do something, sometimes the court won't do anything if something else hasn't happened prior. Like if you need to go to the district attorney and get something done and get something written and get something signed and then bring it to the court so the court can then go and do what they have to do. Like things have to match up. Things have to be in line in order for some things to go through. And now I know our 
our, <coughs> excuse me, our legal system has some issues. We know it's not perfect, okay, because it was created by man, but you do your best to try and figure out things because the more you know, the more you can help yourself. So definitely check out that website. And also, I always like to um, bring up the National Domestic Violence Hotline because it's imperative and it's important that if you're going through any type of domestic violence, whether it's physical, verbal, emotional, that you remember that there is a number, there is places for you to call, there are people for you to get help with, and they will normally send you to someone locally in your area. You tell them what state you're in, they try to research your area, and then they give you a place that will help you. And they did that for me and it was very helpful. So definitely check them out and see what they have. And the number is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's S-A-F-E and 7233. So remember to give them a buzz. And I just want to remember to and remind myself that as I share with you guys, I'm not just sharing because domestic violence is a thing to be talking about and trying to make money off this thing. Somebody's life can be saved. There have been so many lives being lost, so many people being killed, so many people being shot, so many people being stabbed and murdered because of domestic violence, and so many women and men being turning and to becoming homeless because of what they have to go through. Look, this is not something that's easy. And when you come out of domestic violence, and if you're in it, there are so many things you have to deal with. And that's not even a joke. You have to deal with all kinds of stuff. So someone coming out of that and someone being in it, being safe while you're in it is one thing. Coming out of it is a total another thing. So I just want to encourage you in whatever spot you're at, if you're in it, please do your best to be safe until you can get out of it. Because the person who tells you, you know, honey, I'm sorry. I apologize. I will do better. I will, I will not do this anymore. But because they really have not made an invested time into themselves to change, the change will never happen. And sometimes that's kind of hard for us to hear because we don't want to believe it. We don't want to believe the person that we're trying to love or the person that we've invested time and money with and just all this junk, you know, emotional rides and all this different stuff. You don't want to believe that the person is not going to change. You have hope, you know, and we should always have hope in things that we love and cherish. But when there is something that is continuously being the same, Year after year after year after year, it's not going to change. If it hasn't changed in the first three months, it won't change in the next six months. It won't change in the next year. If it hasn't changed in the first two years, it's not going to change in the next three, the next four, the next five, the next seven. Look, on and on, it's going to continue. <clears throat> so if you can get out early, get out early. Some of us have bigger strength to do it and some of us just want to be sure because when you leave something where you especially in a marriage if you leave something you want to be sure you want to be sure as sure as possible and I know so it's like well if they put their hands on you you should be sure you want to be sure that you made the best possible effort that you have to see and see if this person's going to change making the counseling um, actually getting some battering intervention or whatever it is, if they're not making any attempts and they made one attempt, 
that's not good enough because you need them to be on a consistent basis to show, hey, I am going to really, truly turn over a new leaf and I am going to do X until we get ourselves better and heal and do what we have to do. But when you see there's no commitment on that person's part, you have to you have to actually get yourself prepared, prepared to leave and make sure that when you're leaving, that you do your best to protect yourself and not to tell that other person what you're doing, because that's a very serious and deadly time, as we know that men and women who are trying to leave these these situations, it can be extremely deadly. So, you know what? I am done with this section. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming over, taking a listen. This is longer than I normally do, probably because I haven't done anything in a while. So next Saturday, we'll be hitting some more about domestic violence and different things. So on today, I hope you're going to be blessed, motivated, and truly inspired to do what God has put on your heart. Don't be discouraged. And if you happen to be going through domestic violence, know this. Someone loves you. Someone cares about you. God loves you. You're not alone. It's not your fault. And remember that. Get that into your mindset. If nobody else told you it's not your fault, let me tell you, it's not your fault that the person is hurting you and harming you. It's not your fault. You do have to get yourself out of that situation, though. So I'm going to leave. I hope you guys have a great, great Saturday. Remember to tune in every day usually Monday through Saturday, (laughs) to God's gift through his word. Thank you for following. Thank you for being here. I love each of you for listening and tuning in. Take care and thank you for tuning into God's gift through his word, aka GGTHW, on this channel. So take care. I will talk with you guys again soon. Blessings, everyone. Good morning, good morning. If you have enjoyed listening to this edition of God's Gift Through His Word, please also look for me on all these different other podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Player FM, CastBox, Pocket Cast, LoftyCast.com, Google Play Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and so many more. Please stay tuned in. I appreciate you for listening. Also, you can also find me right here on Anchor. So don't forget to tell somebody about this podcast. Subscribe and definitely if you can go over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave an amazing review, I greatly appreciate it. Take care, be blessed, and thank you for tuning in to God's gift through his word with your lovely host, Tanika Drake. Take care.